welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated, fully boosted Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Ben Cohen of The Banter. I love talking to Ben, and who doesn't love his wonderful English accent? Also, I want to let everybody know this is the last show of 2021. I will be back on the 3rd. I'll just be doing a patrons-only show. So if you're a patron on my Patreon page, that show is for you, all patrons. And I want to wish everybody happy holidays. I really want to wish everybody a happy, 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 healthy new year. Okay, before we get into the show... The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going, so I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you enjoy today's show, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see that I offer a bunch of different tiers, including one that has a much shorter intro and is completely ad-free. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show only by me. Whatever I feel like talking about that particular day, it's kind of like a stream of consciousness. Again, just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Take a look at the different options. You can always upgrade later. You can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes slash Apple podcast store, become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, please rate the show and leave a review. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Ben Cohen. Welcome back to the show, Ben. Kimberly, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you're so... You know, there's a couple of different people that I interview that are easy. I call Greg Oliar easy like Sunday morning, and so are you. So I chose you to be my last interview or talk to conversation, whatever, for the year because you are easy like Sunday morning. And I just have to tell you, I don't know if you know this, but Bob always says um, that whenever, you know, you're on a podcast or whatever, all the women's panties fly off because of your accent. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm hoping, okay, please don't tell my wife this, I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm only allowed to do podcasts because, you know, like I'm basically, like it's, I tell her it's work, but if uh, she hears any of this stuff, she's going to be like, oh, no, like, you're doing podcasts anymore. I'm not sure about this, I feel about that. It's so funny, but of course we love your accent, of course, and it's just so much fun. And so very proper, but before we get into the fun politics part, um, you just had a new baby. Yes, yes. And yeah, what's um, his name? What's his name? Raphael. Right, Raphael, oh my God. And then, so, there was all, tell us about the drama soon after he was delivered. Oh yeah, so this was it was a big big drama actually. Yeah, he, there was absolutely the pregnancy was completely fine um, compared to my the the, the, the last one uh, mm-hmm. with Moses, mm-hmm. which was was actually a bit of a stressful pregnancy. Um, this one was fine. Okay. Um, almost no hiccups whatsoever. Uh, Betsy, my wife, was pretty cool throughout the whole thing, and you know, then at the last minute we get we get to the hospital and they tell us. Oh, uh, actually, your the heartbeat is going up and down. We were scheduled for an induction because he was, he was late. Oh. Um, but but my wife was going through. Um, she was getting these contractions that were coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, you know, really strong contractions, and they would just stop. Um, and this went on for a couple of days. So we, wow. you know, it was, we were kind of perplexed. We were like, I don't, we didn't quite know what's happening here. Um, but then we went. Um, into hospital for the scheduled induction mm-hmm. and they monitoring the heart rate and they said okay look like you know the heart rate's going up and then down so it looks like he's trying to come he's trying to get going right but then not huh. uh, so the doctor's like look i'm i've been watching this for an hour and it's not changed 
and I'm going to give it another 10 minutes, and if not, we're going to go to C-section. Hmm. So we were given 10 minutes, really, to like for him to him to kind of sort himself out or not. <laughs> um, so we were we obviously not part of the plan. We were freaking out about about everything. Yeah. And um, you know, I kind of we kind of gleaned from the doctor. It's like she's not asking us; she's telling us. Hmm. Uh, so obviously, you know, uh, I was I I respect people. Um, I respect doctors. I respect people who've actually studied for this. <laughs> right. The, um, <laughs> right. The, the, you mean the, you did? You didn't the, decide because of a meme on Facebook? <laughs> I know. I know. I was going to argue with the doctors. Like, Listen, I read something on. I read this thing on Facebook, right, about declining heart rates, and, uh, and I think um, I think my my re- I've done my research. You've done yours, you know. So um, no, we decided. We decided. Look, okay, we're gonna. Yeah, fine. You know, uh, waited ten minutes, hoped that for the best. Didn't didn't happen. Um, uh, uh, his heart rate kept going up and down, and so we went straight to C-section. Uh, Betsy did not have a good time. It was I not bet. fun. She was yeah. quite freaked out by the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I pretended not to be freaked out by the whole thing because I was mm-hmm. trying not to. I was trying to keep keep be the calm one i was trying to be the calm person and like oh yeah this is fine um yeah, but i was freaking out a bit as well i don't, I don't mind admitting this uh it, it's kind of was it was i found it all quite quite, yeah. quite difficult um but fine yeah everything went fine uh he was born he was great um then um next day the next day i woke up the next morning um in the hospital, I get a phone call from Mo- Moses, my other boys, his his uh, daycare, his Montessori, and they said like he's fallen down and he's won't stop crying. Can you come pick him up? I'm like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm at the hospital, <laughs> can't do it. Uh, so I drove down, but got my my uh, um, his aunt, uh, Betty's sister, to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked him up, came back. He was not in a great shape um, his arm did not his arm did not look great hmm. um but it didn't seem to be you know he stopped crying and it was fine i had to go back to hospital because betsy was getting severe headaches in the, in the hospital so so she couldn't really do much it was like you know i had to go back and yeah. moses with his grandparents and with his aunt so like he's in safe hands uh spent the next two days in the hospital with betsy having increasingly more severe headaches God. uh then we came back we got discharged she thought it was just being in the hospital that was stressing her out so mm-hmm. we came back took one look at Moses like when I came back um, and I thought yeah this doesn't look good his arm does not look good took right. him down to the hospital to the emergency room turns out he broken his collarbone oh my god um, <laughs> right then come back back, back home Betsy still can't she can't walk by this point the migraines are, she's getting migraines so bad she couldn't walk oh my god when then at midnight went to the emergency room again um <clears throat> waited for six hours because of unvaccinated covid patients oh, clogging wow. up the emergency room uh and then had, had to dose her up with massive amounts of pain medication and you know she may have had a thing called a spinal leak which is can happen when you have uh, an epidural or, or mm-hmm. a general anesthesia during c-section um so anyway after that after that, the, the next day, the pain went away, and it oh, was God. obviously like it, it it healed itself. Right. And so, and then everyone was great, and then it was fine. It was like we went from like an absolute <laughs> horrific situation where, like, I was on, I felt like I was on a boat, 
and there were holes just everywhere. There yeah. was like leaks everywhere, and I was scrambling to try oh. and plug the leaks up. And I could, every the, the more I did, the more holes would would appear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then then it all stopped. Then it was fine. And then um, Betsy started to get better. Moses actually, like the doctor said, you don't have to do anything. Hmm. Um, he'll be fine. He's a he's kid. Like yeah. their bones will heal fast. Uh, and it was great. And then um, other than having no sleep, uh, <laughs> everyone's happy now. <laughs> How is Moses doing with his new brother? Oh, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's really good. He 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 calls Raphael my baby. So he's like, where's my where's my baby? Yeah, so, so he, you know, and then he wants to cuddle, and he, he he's really he's actually yeah great. You know, like I could can't complain at all. Like yeah, you know, sometimes you worry about these things. Are right. they going to be jealous? Is he going to be jealous of the the new baby? And you know, he wants to help, and he. <laughs> He, um, he thinks it's really funny. He thinks Raphael's feet are really funny because they're so small. <laughs> How, what's the so, what's the difference between age? Uh, it's going to be th- about three and a half years, maybe okay. a little bit, a bit more, about three and three quarters of years. Gotcha. So quite a bit of an age difference. Yeah, not, you know, it's not nothing. Well, he's got a nice um, big brother to kind of like take him through and show him the ropes and all that good stuff. And you know, it's funny though. My I don't know the age difference between my aunt and uncle. But I know that he's younger, so I don't know, by a couple of years or whatever. But she was really pissed off when he came home. And I know she kept, she continually tried killing him. But I know one time she, like, tried oh, to wow. throw a phone book on him when he was in the crib or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good that your uh, children are getting along so well. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's extreme. But you hear that. You hear that. Yeah. Of, of like, you know it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. they they sometimes they don't jealous. like each other yeah and they get really jealous you know yeah um yeah <laughs> so no i think i think we we feel pretty lucky that they you know that they get on okay yeah you know, that's that, awesome that they, get on, they get on great i don't know how Raphael is going to react to moses when he gets older maybe he's right. going to be the the hater um <laughs> but uh you know i had a pretty good relationship with my brother i had a, a younger brother and and we were pretty cool like yeah. I, I i was i i wanted to like i was more protective of him than mm-hmm. jealous, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so hoping that that passes on, hoping that they'll be good. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, it's thus far pretty harmonious, I would say. So, 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 feel, feel quite lucky about that. Yes. Well, congratulations. I'm. You know, that's so cool. Now, let me ask you this: You've mm. got two. Do you want yeah. more? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because I remember we went to lunch in 2019 right before the pandemic hit. And you're like, yeah, we want another one. So I guess you're like, okay, that's it now. <laughs> We've got the two. That, that is it. That, that is it. No, I, and it's not just me. Like, I've been told. I've been, like, it's, it's, even if I did want another one, I've, yeah, it's like. Too bad for you. Made, yeah. She's just said. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Don't even don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. so I haven't. Well, there you I go. I thought about it. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Two, I mean, well, you one, got is a, one, yeah. one was a shock to the system. Like, <laughs> yeah. Two is like that. Yeah, you're you know? going to have uh, – your hands are going to be full for a long-ass time. So, um, yes. that's that. yeah, I think that that decision will probably hold unless there's just any kind of surprises. But um, And then last question before we dive into politics – um, what are your plans for the holidays? Uh, it's pretty tame, actually, Kimberly. Um, not much. Uh, we're going to go to family for Christmas. Um, 
we're going to do two Christmases though because mm-hmm. um, because being from England um, we so uh, my wife's family are Catholic so they celebrate Christmas on the tw- but they're la- la- you know Latin um, Catholic mm-hmm. so in mm-hmm. Peru in Peru they do Christmas on the 24th is the important date mm-hmm. um, as I understand it but Church of England uh, where I obviously grew up in England 25th is the important day yeah, right so we're gonna do two we're gonna you know we're gonna do com- two completely different yeah. style of style of christmas one is like the peruvian christmas and then the second is the the british christmas which i like insist on um <laughs> i insist on like forcing everybody to like go on like long walks in the cold and um <laughs> making everybody eat like salmon and eggs and then what, all that kind of stuff and yeah what? and making mince pies and leaving them out for father christmas and <laughs> watching the watching the snowman have you ever seen the snowman uh i don't know not the american cartoon it's it's a, it's an animated cartoon um it, it's, it's an animated short okay uh, not frosty the and, snowman and it's shown every christmas okay. um, in england on christmas eve okay is it it's not frosty the snowman is it no 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 okay, no, okay. no no it's like a sort of um like an, it's almost like a no, it's like a children's book that's been um, oh, okay. turned into a kind of a into a kind of an illustrated uh, a moving picture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like in nineteen eighty. It came out in nineteen eighty in England. Okay. It was narrated by David Bowie. Oh wow! And uh, every kid, I just every kid over the last forty years grew up watching the Snowman. That's cool. So you so you guys all watch now. Let me ask you because I had a friend. When I lived in Russia, my dad's really close friend, this guy Nick, he was from England. So we spent Christmas with them, and he made mm. that pudding with the, like, the hide the penny in it or something. There was, like, a penny in it or some kind of thing hidden in the pudding. In it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put money in the you have a you have a Christmas pudding, and you tinfoil, you have coins wrapped in tinfoil that you, right. that you um, fish out. Which is a bit weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was normal, <laughs> but apparently... Well, it's like, isn't it... Apparently. I think the party that I went... Or the dinner that I went to, it was like whoever got the penny was the lucky one. Is that how it yes. works? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, you know, you make a bit of money as well. Right, there um, you go. You're like a penny richer. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my, my, I think my mum used to put in... She put in, like, a couple of pounds, you know? Oh, so, there you so go. Wow. You, when you're a kid, it's like, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's you a big make, deal. That, that's a, that's a nice little, you know, that's a, that's a nice owner. Yeah, and then I, I remember that Christmas because we were in Russia. Um, we One of the things that they served for dinner, I think everybody got half of an avocado. And I think they just, like, literally served it. Here's half an avocado, and then you would put salad dressing in it, which was funny because I had already lived in California at that point, and that's where I discovered avocados because I was 12 when I moved to Russia. Moved to Southern California when I was 9. So I had been there for a couple of years, and, like, you know, avocados were everywhere. And I used to eat them like that. I used to just, like, cut them in half and put a little salad dressing on them and scoop them out with a spoon. And that's funny because that's exactly how they served it. But it was such a treat because, you know – Avocados are not um, something that you can get in Russia, so I'm sure they had them sent over, and it was just like perfectly ripe at the perfect time. So that was really fun, and I always that w- I, I always enjoyed hanging out with that guy Nick. And I'm such a dork, but I just have to tell you this. I think I told you this before, but um, you know they always everybody always says Cheerio, so I used to always say cornflakes to him. <laughs> I still say it to him because we're friends on Facebook, <laughs> and it's so dumb. But that was my 12 year old joke, you know, <laughs> like. He, Cheerio, cornflakes. I thought I was so fucking clever. But, uh. Well, this is what Bob, 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 
Yeah, I've got this uh, long thing with Bob. Like, um, I used to call, uh, I call the my guys at the bouncer chaps. So I'm always mm-hmm. sending emails going, "Hey, chaps!" Like, you know, we yeah. are. And Bob will like send an email back going, "Chip, chip, pip, pip, cheerio, old chap." We're such geeks, <laughs> but it's fun. So, what are you gonna do? Um, we gonna do? <laughs> oh my god! All right, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I just have to preface this last show that I did right at the beginning of the show I took a drink and it went down the wrong way and it was Noel Gosser he's talking and I'm like trying so hard not to um, cough up my lung because you know how it is when you do that and the same thing happened right before we did the show I took a drink and it went down the wrong way so I'm probably going to cough a couple times just because you know how it goes it's like you don't fully recover for like an hour. So. <laughs> but, it, but, but Kimberly, the thing is, it's your podcast, so you, that's cares, true. You know, you can do what you want. You could drink, you could get drunk on the podcast, and slow your words. And, you know what I mean? It's your podcast. You know I mean? it's, it's your it house. But oh, I mean, I, I like I, I'm worried that people are going to say, "Why are you coughing so much?" But that's why, because you know, I keep. But I have to take a drink because I get thirsty. So that's what you know. That's what it's all about. All right, so now we need to talk about politics, and I'm just curious what you have to say about this, because there's all kinds of stuff going down with the uh, 1-6 committee. Obviously, the other night they had um, the committee took a vote. They decided to charge, or they wanted to send it over to the House, which they did decide, okay, he's in contempt, Meadows is in contempt. So now this is going to get over to the DOJ. What we saw the last time is they did go after Bannon, but evidently there isn't even a fucking... um, court date set until july which really pisses me off but that was the judge that i guess that was the judge's choice for that but what now with this meadows thing because you know this is the stuff that they were talking about all these uh text messages from lawmakers clearly there were text messages from people like hannity and laura ingram um do you have any kind of like idea how this is going to go like what's your projection what's your prediction on this so I, I think that some of these people are going to see jail time. Mm-hmm. They are, it, it's, that, that, that may happen. It mm-hmm. might take quite a long time for mm-hmm. the process to play itself out. But I do. I think that there's clear criminality. Yeah. Clear, it's, it's so clear cut. Mm-hmm. Um, Bannon, Meadows, you know, I, do I think this goes all the way to Trump? I've I got to be honest, no. Um, so I you don't think would. he would? You don't think he'll go to jail? Trump, no. Okay. Um, I just think that the at some point there's a political calculus mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. There's it always will fall down to like you know one judge somewhere who gets to decide whether mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Trump's going to face criminal charges or not, and. And I, you, you can sort of understand, you can kind of understand it, given the political climate in mm-hmm. the country right now, that that person then becomes a target for death yeah. threats. For you know, that's it. Their entire life is over. You, mm-hmm. you, if you decide that Trump goes, to, if you're the person you know, who makes that decision, I think you know Merrick Garland, for example. Like, I think that he, on multiple occasions, he's he has declined to go after Trump mm-hmm. on a number of issues where it's pretty clear cut that mm-hmm. Trump is, you know, that there's clear criminality. But does Garland want that kind of heat on it? Mm-hmm. You know, does he want to be that kind of a polarizing figure? Yeah. You, you know, the head of the, um, the the DOJ, 
and then you get accused of going on a political witch hunt. Right. Uh, and you get the entire right-wing media machine, propaganda machine going after you and smearing you, and you know, they'll make your life an absolute misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that these realities set in at some point. Um, so getting, you know, going after Trump, like, you know, who knows? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. It, I, I still find it amazing that you that Trump could incite a riot. Mm-hmm. Um, he could try to steal an election and then incite a mob to storm the capital and nothing happens to him yeah you know? well uh, yeah but i the think the thing is people ahead. around him people around him are gonna are gonna yeah. like heads are gonna are gonna roll like that I, I think that 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 will happen yeah well and i mean i th- you know and this is absolutely no way um am i saying that this is how it should be but somebody on twitter had said you know asked a question maybe they're afraid of a civil war breaking out because you know aside from you know, Fox News and OAN going after who would ever decide that he would go to jail. I think, you know, there would absolutely be some kind of guerrilla warfare in the street because it's not, you know, I mean, they're going to take it upon themselves. And again, this is not me saying, well, then he shouldn't go to jail. I mean, I really think that if we say we're a country of law and order, then um, I think, or the, you know, that follows the rule of law, that he should absolutely pay for whatever it is he did in, in any way that other people would have to pay for it, but that's not the reality of the situation. And we know that. And I do, you know, I mean, you can go back to the question of Obama understood what was happening in 2016 with the Russians, and he had to figure out, what am I going to do? Now, on one hand, I could say, it's, you know, you know, we deserve to know the truth. We, we should know what's going on. But then there is a certain backlash that you can either expect or not expect that could completely thwart all the good deeds and everything, you know, that you want it to be as smooth as possible, and this could really fuck it up. So, you know, with, with Trump, I, I agree with you that it's probably unlikely that we'll see him going to jail. But I'm hoping that... If, if we're going to have a best-case scenario where he doesn't go to jail, I think it would be where you've got these top people connected to him going to jail and then with, all, with like these civil suits, just bleed him dry. And so he has, he has no businesses, he has no money, he has nothing left. I mean, I don't know if he could get more money from other countries or you know, other mobsters or whatever, but I, I think it would be – I think that could actually be the best-case scenario for him because then he would he would lose everything that means anything to him outside of power and especially um if he doesn't get the GOP nomination which we'll talk about in a minute but so yeah i mean i think i think you're right on that and we'll see we'll see what happens in new york too with that whole th- with that whole thing about his taxes yeah i, I that sounds what you're saying makes a lot of sense you know it, <clears throat> the, t- tying him up in lawsuits and mm-hmm, whatnot mm-hmm. um it, it, that that's the most effective way of of, of uh, taking away his power. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and some of the some of the stuff in New York, I mean, it's pretty serious. You know, some of New York um, district attorney. I mean, this stuff is you know they're, they're these are real investigations, mm-hmm. you know, and they have consequences. And who knows? You know, he he doesn't have um, immunity. Um. So you know, who knows? It, it could have. It there there are scenarios where you know. Uh, he could he could go to jail or he yeah, could be it, it could go bankrupt. Yeah. Um, but you know I'm not holding out a lot of hope. My my right. my my real hope is that 
uh, he gets like Alzheimer's or dementia or dies. You know, and I don't, <laughs> I don't feel bad about saying that now. I, right. You know, it, it, it's when he got COVID. I remember thinking like, we all did. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm gonna be honest about it. It's like you know, it's it, it, it's um, yeah. Ultimately, you don't want anyone to to, to actually suffer. I, I right. at least I, I don't want anyone to right suffer unduly, unduly. But it's like, okay, at what point is this guy is like a, is a terrorist? You know, he's, he's killing a genuine, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I mean, his look at the COVID death toll. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the COVID death toll. Is, I mean, he was responsible. I can't remember. There was someone did a study on it that he reckoned at least four hundred thousand deaths or three hundred thousand deaths. Yeah. He was responsible for through his inept behaviour and recklessness. Uh, we already know that he directly probably killed a number of people. Right. At his a at his rallies, b when he was infected and yes. didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, so he he's de- we know that Trump is 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 a he's a psychopath. You know and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would. The world would would. Um, I wouldn't mind if he weren't here. Yeah, the world would be better off without him, and it would also be better off without Putin. I mean, it's like you know, right. it's like saying I wish Hitler were dead. Well, you know, who's gonna fucking blame me for that except for Nazis? You know, what I mean, and if the Nazis yeah. disagree with me, then I guess I'm in a good place. So. Right, you don't have to wish anybody ill, but you right. don't have to mind if they if they're not here. Right, if they die, then you can do your dance on their grave in a red dress, and <laughs> that's that's pretty much <laughs> what I would like to do. Okay, you know what? This is just interesting, and just for shits and giggles, uh, Mueller she wrote did a whole thread. I'm just going to read the first part of this thread, but she says Liz Cheney's refrain is nearly word. Okay, this is talking about how Liz is going after Donald Trump and using criminal language. And she's saying her refrain is nearly word for word for 18 U.S. code blah, blah, blah numbers. And then it's whoever corruptly obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so. And then she says, I, and this is what Allison from Mueller, she wrote, says, I find it interesting that a member of Congress who can't bring a criminal charge is using prosecu- prosecutorial language. So I do think that's interesting because, you know, Mueller, she wrote, is always... I'm not going to say coming to the defense of Merrick Garland, but she is pointing out that there it, it, it appears to be a psyop on him online. And, you know, she has highlighted certain accounts that the way that they talk about Merrick Garland is like, okay, we can't trust the DOJ, we can't trust the Democrats, and Merrick Garland needs to go. Now, you know, there are other people online, like, say, Sherry Jacobus. She's absolutely all for, you know, she's constantly tweeting about how Merrick Garland needs to ramp up his shit and he needs to do more. But, I, you know, she's not part of a PSYOP. She's not trying to divide Democrats. I think, you know, I know her. And I know she's coming from a place of concern. But there is, you know, there is definitely this, it looks like to be there, there's an effort to kind of, divide Democrats even more. Now, hello, we saw in 2016, we, we finally understood that Russians were weaponizing social media. Now, it's not just Russians. There are other countries that could be doing it. The GOP could be doing it. So we don't know who these people are online. And so, you know, I, I think with, with Allison from Mueller, she wrote, I think her she's got an interesting um, take on this because it appears to be that she's kind of, from what I understand from all the things she tweets, and I'm just going to see if you feel this yourself, that they are accumulating everything, passing, obviously it's going to be going over to the DOJ for whatever investigations there that are going on there. Um, but because they are 
being very specific, starting you know at the bottom and working their way up, that it's that it is an organized effort to um, make sure that the DOJ has all that they need, um, aside from whatever they're doing on their own, so that they can go after whether it's Trump or the higher ups. I mean, that's what it seems like th it's happening to me. It, I, I see Merrick Garland getting a lot of heat for not doing anything, and I don't think that he's not doing anything about this. I think they're just, I think they're just trying to figure out the best way to do it so if and when they do it, that they're successful. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're right about that, and and that could that could well be the case. You know, the political climate has to be such that you know, you know the evidence has to be so overwhelming. Yeah, uh, exactly. Trump and it the does. people around around him that that, that that you know that they almost they have to do something about it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that there's 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 so much pressure that there is no choice. They, they have no choice but to to proceed with you know to have criminal proceedings yeah. over, over this. You know, look, and and Liz Cheney, who, who I disagree with on absolutely everything, mm -hmm. it's not. Uh, there's, I think there's not a single issue I agree with Liz Cheney on, <laughs> right. Other than this, yeah, exactly. And she, man, she's on fire for the Trumps. She is, she is, you know, and and like I've written about this on a number of occasions, and I've talked about it on a number of occasions that the neocons, but who knows. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've, I've had to reassess my opinion of the neocons mm -hmm. over time, mm -hmm. and, and but in a, in a kind of a way that I'm not excusing what they did. I'm not excusing the mm -hmm. Iraq War. I'm not excusing all the kind of Afghanistan and and mm -hmm. um, the response to 9/11 uh, <clears throat> and the Bush administration and all the, all of these kind of nut jobs who who. Um, but I may have misunderstood the intent of of many of them. If, if 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 that makes sense, right? That I kind of always assumed that they were just genuinely kind of evil bastards. <laughs> um, and given the fact that many prominent neocons, Liz Cheney, you know, Bill Crystal, mm -hmm. Charles Krauthammer before he died, mm -hmm. uh, some of the biggest neocons have been the most um, outspoken. Yeah. About Trump, Max, Max Boot, Jennifer Rubin, mm -hmm. all of these people who I just profoundly disagree with on yeah. on on a number of issues. You know, they they have a spine, right? Yes. And they actually appear to believe in something. They at least they appear to believe in democracy. Yeah. You know, they appear to believe in 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 the rule of law. They uh, in the peaceful transition of power. Right. And 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 you know maybe maybe they did even if they were completely misguided. Maybe they did think that. You know, invading other countries was bringing and bringing democracy to the to the mm -hmm. you know to the rest of the world. Perhaps they did genuinely believe that that's what they were doing. Uh, yeah. You know, and I may have misjudged the intention. Again, I'm not saying I agree with it. I disagree with it. Mm -hmm. You know, a thousand percent. But I do think it's like it's impressive. Liz Cheney is impressive, and yeah. she's she you know she's pop. And never try if you're a never Trumper. Uh, we can we can work together. Yeah, and you know the thing about it that drives me fucking nuts though, is um, like I've had Joe Walsh on my th show three times, and I've had to mute him on Twitter, and it's hard for me because it's it's I mean he's obviously not a family member, but you, you I've had a, several conversations with him, and on top of it, earlier this year when Sherry Jacobus found out that she had cancer, 
uh, Joe and I, I'm the one who put the GoFundMe together, but we put our names on it so that it would help, you know, help people, you know, she, she lost her position, I guess, more than just a, her, she, she was somebody who would go around and she would be paid for her opinion. And then the Trump people got to her, they wanted her to work for them. She said no, but then they basically blacklisted her. So she lost all, all of her income. And when she got this cancer diagnosis, obviously she was freaked out. And so she turned to some people, you know, could you help me with this? And so of course, you know, Joe and I are a hundred percent on board and we are very friendly to each other. And I, I do not think like, you know what you said, I thought maybe they were evil bastards. Okay. He's not an evil bastard, but I think, you know, what, what's happening right now, what I'm seeing with him is he is kind of going, he's going back to all of the ideas and ideology that led directly to Trump. Like, for instance, mm. he thinks Kyle Rittenhouse was, uh, th that the, um, oh God, the, I can't think of the fucking word. Th the, what they determined was just, that the jury was just right. in their determination. And... I mean, I'm, it's like, ugh, it drives me fucking nuts. And that, you know, he, yeah. he doesn't think that the voting rights bill, he's like, no, they shouldn't be federalized. And, and it's like, do I think he's a bad person? No. I know he understands that Trump is a fucking horrible person and he was destroying democracy. Um, but, mm. you know, so it's like I look at Liz Cheney and for right now I'm cheering her on for what she's doing because I totally understand, you know, you've got these, these two different families. You've got the Cheneys and the Trumps. And it's funny because, you know, we all know Darth fucking Vader. Hillary Clinton called her father, uh, her father Darth Vader. And for good reason. But it's like you got yeah. these two bad families uh, or evil, corrupt families. And now they're fighting each other. And frankly, of the two, yes, I want to see Liz Cheney because she's fighting for democracy and I benefit from it. But it'll be interesting because once, it, you know, once this is all over and everybody goes back to their corners, I completely expect... You know, we're, it's, it's going to be the same shit all over again because these people who, who may not necessarily, whether they do or they don't, have bad intentions, their, their thoughts and their ideology is leading to it again. It's leading to another fucking Trump. And that's what drives me crazy. But, I mean, I totally get what you're saying because it's like, yeah, I, I used to go nuts when I would see Bill Crystal. And now I'm fucking retweeting him all the time. <laughs> you know? It's like... crazy. Yeah, same here. <laughs> it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. I would never in a million years think that this is where we'd be. Yeah. You know, after living through the Bush years and all that, you know, the Iraq war and the lying and the, mm -hmm. you know, the, I mean, dictate, you know, this is the, the, obviously the, you know, if you have a gun to your head and who do you choose, Dick Cheney or Donald Trump, you've <laughs> got to go with Dick Cheney. Yeah. And that's you, like, you have oh my to God. go with Dick Cheney. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because yes. he, he, at least he will go. You know, yeah. at least he he will leave without a, without a fuss. Mm -hmm. you know, as as much as I despised Dick Cheney, mm -hmm. um, that I have I have almost no doubt that had he been president, he would it, once his term was up, he would have left. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. they would have engaged in all sorts of underhand, you know, yeah. election Cheating. stuff. Cheating, yeah, exactly. I, uh, but but not at the same way that Trump did, not at the same kind of level, right? Mm -hmm. Where, I mean, Trump just tried to st he, out in broad daylight, tried to steal an election, mm -hmm. and then, you know, claimed that all his opponents' votes were irrelevant, or you know, tried to stop them counting. And they, he tried to stop the count where Biden was winning and keep counting where he was winning. So, yes. 
it, it, I mean, it was just so obvious and stupid mm-hmm. and, bl- and and you you almost kind of cartoon like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't think Dick Cheney would have done that. I think he would have like either okay, you know, I had a good go. I tried, uh, you know, within within what's kind of acceptably mm-hmm. corrupt. <laughs> you know, there's, there's like acceptable corruption, yes. right, in, in, poli- in politics. Because, yeah. you know, look, people, what, Hillary Clinton, right, I, I have never, ever been a fan of Hillary Clinton. Um, I don't, I definitely don't hate Hillary Clinton. I have no hatred or ill will towards her whatsoever. Uh, and I was passionately for her in uh, presidency in, um, in 2016, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but you know there are things about the Clintons that I don't like. I mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, without going into too 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 many details, um, I know people associated with the Clintons mm-hmm. um, in in various different capacities. Some part of the non-profit stuff that they do, and some actually and politically, uh, and they you know invariably they speak highly of her. But they say that you know the Clintons are they there are corrupt is not the right word, but um, they're not Obama like, right. right? Yeah. They're not squeak. They're not squeaky clean. Yeah. Uh, like I like my politicians to be squeaky <laughs> clean. Um, and and but, but nevertheless, they are. You know, Hillary Clinton is within what is acceptably, right. what is acceptable yes. corruption in politics. I would say Dick Cheney's on the very, 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 very far end mm-hmm. of what, what is somewhat acceptable mm-hmm. for being corrupt. But they're they're still within that kind of framework, within that the sort of same. It's in the same ballpark. Trump is is you're talking about a completely different game. He's playing a different game. Yeah, it's like he's the mobster. Like if you're going to put yeah. them in a category, they would be like corporations, and he he's like a mobster. And yes. you know, so yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, going to yeah. cheat. You know, they're going to do everything in a certain way, maybe. And 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 again, with with Hillary Clinton, I totally get what you're saying. You know, the the. It's tough for me with her because I think when I look at her and I and I see what she's been through and all the things that she had. Did you happen to see that thing? It was in 2016 and I believe it was on PBS and it was a look at both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And it was at the same, you know, they were they were profiling them both in the same um, show. And it was fascinating because I learned a lot about her that I hadn't known. And my, you know, I think like so many Americans that I, I can't speak for everyone because there's a lot of people who just fucking love her based on her history and what she's done. But because she's had decades of smears, um, it, I think it's bled over into people just, you know, I talked about this, not, I think it was with Jody Hamilton and Jody Hamilton was saying, you know, people just say, I don't like her. Why don't you like her? I don't know. I just don't like her. And there are a lot of people who don't like her because she's been dragged through the mud so much they don't know enough about her they just go with what they heard and so I was kind of the person who I knew a little bit about her but I went with what I heard and of course I didn't hate her I just you know when I in 2016 I preferred initially I preferred Bernie because I liked what he said but I feel like Mm. I was naive because now after all these years I don't think he could have delivered what he said I still like what he said. I just and and yeah. there, there are the other things that I don't even want to fucking get into with 2016. But I learned so much about her um, just from that special. You know how she went undercover mm. to expose racism in schools, and especially well, all the shit she had to put up with when when he was governor and she was basically forced 
to appear a certain way, put makeup on, and she, she couldn't be herself, and no one fucking liked her because she was really smart. And, you know, so it's like, I totally agree with what you're saying, though. Like, okay, you've got politicians, and occasionally they're going to do some shady shit, and as long as it's not full-blown criminal, okay, well, then it's acceptable. Um, yeah, and Dick Cheney, he, he was part of the whole... Uh, I mean, I think like he was Bush's mind. He, he it was was really his presidency. George Bush was the man in power, but I think Cheney and Rove and all those people. I mean, there was a perfect. It was a per. I remember I I was so curious about W. Right, like I'm. He's an idiot. What the fuck? How is he the president? Right. And I saw that movie. I think it was called W. And yeah, there was that scene where I believe it was Dick Cheney, having lunch with him, and put an idea into his head so he thought it was his idea and so he's like oh i've got this idea and then the dick cheney's like great idea but you know it was implanted in his brain and he thought it was his own and i remember after watching that movie i was i i understood who w was i was like oh i get it now (laughs) i understand him now not that bright not that bright not that bright and 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 but like I got. I, although I have to say, Kimberly, even like now, you know, like Bush speaks about something about Trump. He, you know, he's he didn't vote for Trump. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's a never Trumper. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does the world come to? You know, exactly. where it's like exactly. I kind of, I don't hate, I don't despise the guy. I'm not ready to to let that go. <laughs> right to let what happened during his presidency go. It was right. bad. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, there are degrees, right? And and it's, you know, a lot of people on the far left will say, like, yeah, but, you know, the, the neocons, they were warmongers mm-hmm. and they, you know, nowhere near as bad as Trump. Trump, you know, listen, you want to talk about how deadly Trump was. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened during the pandemic. Trump yeah. is responsible for at least as many deaths as as uh, George W. Bush George W. Bush was, yeah. right? At least mm-hmm. with with the pan- with his mishandling of the pandemic and mm-hmm. the mass rallies and or not. And also, what does it matter if the if the if you, know, you see the end of democracy? Right. Exactly. Right. You, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. No. Look, I also to your point about Hillary Clinton. No, I I, I completely agree. Like the the um the the sort of sexism that she's been subjected to is absolutely horrific uh and she is you know again this is why like had she been a man mm-hmm. had Hillary Clinton been a man all this nobody would have batted an eyelid but right. um about about her her kind of history right um but because she's a woman and you know she she's um because she's tough she's very yeah. tough as well you know and and I think that you know Sexist men, they don't like. They don't like. No, that. they, they don't, don't like, like it. Touch, and it's not like everyone they, has to like her. You know, you don't have to fucking like her. But it, I, I always like to point that out, just because I feel like there are people who love her, and they. I can imagine yeah. it must be really difficult because I mean, I, you know, I've come to appreciate her and understand um, so much. I mean, I just like you, enthusiastically voted for her. And I I was just, you know, I mean, Bernie kind of threw things for me and, you know, again, don't want to rehash 2016, but it's like he just presented a kind of president or or, or a kind of country, I should say, that I wanted. And, Mm. you know, I I want Medicare for all. I want us to have a, a little bit more of this kind of let's really fight hard for, you know, 
civ for civil rights, for equal rights, for all of it. And it's not to say that Hillary wasn't doing that, but it was just the way he presented it. And obviously, I learned my lesson. I, I feel like I went through that election and I, I realized what was happening eventually after uh, Trump was in office when it became very clear that the Russians were weaponizing social media. And then I realized how I was part of that and, uh, you know, and, and was affected by that. And fortunately, I wasn't so gullible that I bought into all of it, but they were so fucking blatant. And, you know, it started to become after a while where you're like, there was this one guy, oh God, H.A. Goodman. Do you remember him? Oh, what a nutter that guy was. <laughs> yeah, what a crazy person that guy was. Yeah, he, he got into all the Bernie groups. And I remember it was funny because I asked him a question and I don't remember what his article was about, but he wrote something. I think it was like, Hillary's going to be indicted tomorrow or whatever the fuck he was saying every single fucking day. And like QAnon style. Yes. Yeah. It was just conspiracy after conspiracy. And I asked him, I'm like, you know, I, I challenged him on. Of course, he ignored me. But it's funny because he was such a Bernie person and then he became H.A. Goodman for Trump. So there you go. And uh, you find out afterwards, like, oh, okay. And I never really, like, bought into him. I thought he was weird because every single day he kept saying, Hillary's going to get indicted. Hillary's going to get indicted. And it just never happened. And it was like after a while – you know, listening to somebody who keeps throwing the shit at you when it doesn't, it's Q, like you said, when it doesn't happen, if you're not a cult member, you're like, okay, this, this is funny. I don't like this person. And that's pretty much what happened. And then, you know, once it became Hillary, she was the nominee. I'm all in for her. And then I saw that, that uh, PBS thing, and it was like, wow, I hadn't realized um, what she's really actually done. And so it impressed me. But, you know, I mean, that said... Now, you know, I mean, and I think fucking Biden's doing a great job, but my favorite mm. of all of the candidates still is Elizabeth Warren. She's the kind of person that I would like to have for a president. I don't know that we'll ever see that, but that's what I would like. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm on the same page, you know, like I've always like Bernie Sanders, for example, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of banter people who read us will, will um, make, they, I get a lot of stick for kind of, uh, saying it but i've always liked bernie i've always liked the guy i've always um thought that his heart was in the right place um but i you know and I, ideologically i agree with him on on, mm -hmm. on almost everything um you know so so bernie was you know yeah i would have loved to have seen a bernie presidency or at least his policies i just yeah i just i don't think like, he could have done it though see that's the thing like i see warren as someone who could get that yeah i think warren could get some of that stuff done i don't think Bernie could have done that, and you know, I mean, we, we'll never know. But um, I don't know if that he's ever going to run again, or if she's going to run again. But you know, I think Biden is going to be running, providing everything's like just pray for his health, stay healthy, Biden. <laughs> don't get COVID, stay healthy. Um, you know, but I, I want to switch this over because I know uh, we're going to go soon. But I do want to bring this up because I think this is really important. It, it appears. I, I, I somebody tweeted somebody with a blue check and of course I didn't note their name but that the build back better is shelved and they're going to be focusing on voting rights now well it's shelved because Manchin he doesn't want the child tax credit whatever you know if, if they concede to him on whatever he wants then he goes okay well then I don't want this and it's just in my opinion because the Koch brothers are paying him and so now evidently the focus is going to be on voting rights and i think it's so important this is such a big fucking deal because i think this is what they should have focused on in the first place before anything else 
because whatever right. whatever good policy they bring us is going to go away if we lose democracy. So, and yeah. that bill is going to be the only fucking thing that can really save us. So, I asked this with Noel, and I want to see what you're thinking and what you're feeling about this because it's just a guess. You know, we can only guess. But there's, I don't know if you know, there's 72-year-old Joe Madison. I think that's his name. He's on a hunger strike. He's lost over 20 pounds, and he's doing this for voting rights. And then there's also a group of students in Arizona that are on a hunger strike urging her basically just to fucking cut out the filibuster. That's it. Um, so that they can vote on it. And I keep hearing from other people, you know, online, on television, it seems to be that the call for this is starting to amp. Do you feel that? I, You know, I've seen crazier things. You know, I, I think that, you know, you might be onto something. Uh, the, the pressure is building. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely building. I think, you know, Democrats are now aware that if they don't do this, they basically you can kiss goodbye to mm-hmm. like elections for the next 20 years, yeah, uh, 20 30 years. Right. <clears throat> so, I think that you know, th- this is at some point, right? They, they're going to the pressure is going to be such that they will have to compromise on this, they're going to have to do some at something. I and Manchin and Cinema have been given everything they wanted. They, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Manchin was basically allowed to craft the bill himself, mm-hmm. pretty much, mm-hmm. and claimed he was going to get ten Republicans, and then he doesn't get ten Republicans, doesn't get anybody. He's got like three or something. I yeah. can't remember how many signed on. Um, so over and over again, like, you know, he, although he's a, he's an odd one, Manchin. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, he he, he doesn't seem to care really yeah. what the what political how much pressure he has that's what's scary that's what's scary and you know it's like i've said it it is scary we need a fucking where are the liberal billionaires just give them fucking a million (laughs) dollars yeah buy the guy (laughs) off do what you want you know again it's it's like politically we've got to be and i get why it it drives me crazy that people blame the democrats all the democrats the democrats can't get anything done it's like no 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 it's two democrats there are two democrats who are holding out on this stuff yeah Right. This is not. It's like Obama got blamed um, for the, um, you know, during the healthcare negotiations, mm-hmm. right, for getting rid of the public health option. Like, it wasn't Obama that, that exactly. Did that. It was. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are blue dog Democrats that 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 gutted um, a public yeah. health option, right? That that you know, um, but it, not all of them. Most Democrats mm-hmm. voted for it, right? So. It's you know, and these are political realities. Like you hear a lot of people, like Jean Cougar, another one mm-hmm. who drives me insane. I know he's they're talking about how weak and spineless the Democrats are. Is it, it, like it's as if you don't know how the Senate works, right? Right, as if you don't have any understanding of political reality. Like mm-hmm. you can't just click your fingers and get what you want <laughs> done, and then because there's always a cost to something. Mm-hmm. If you do, you know. Like I mean, and like let's take Cenk Uger for example, um, who who uh, you know he started his Justice Democrats, the Justice Democrats thing, mm-hmm. and most of them, none of them get elected, right? They're just constantly right. losing elections. Yeah. He's never backed a winner mm-hmm. um, ever, you know, um, because he, this this is kind of ideological this ideology over over pragmatism, and I think yes. it's a mistake in politics. You know, I it's agree. like you know, this is why I. 
Hillary, uh, why Hillary Clinton ultimately was a better candidate than Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. because I think that you know, yes, Hillary Clinton lost in 2016, but she, she, she did it better than Bernie would have done. I don't yes, care. Like, I agree. If you think that Bernie would have done better than Hillary Clinton, you you don't understand American politics. Right. right. Yeah, because and, that and that's what it's not about feelings. It's not about what you wish could happen. It's about let's it's pragmatism exactly. And that's what's so difficult about it. And you see that every day online when people argue points, it's like they're coming from their own personal desire what they want as opposed to how do things actually work. Well, and right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just Yeah, and how do you Yeah, how do you get Joe Manchin to play ball? I, you know, yeah. who knows? I mean, it's it's a nightmare. I don't I don't envy Biden, I don't no. envy um, you know the Biden administration right now with the, with their agenda uh, because the, the, you, you know you've got the, the filibuster still in place and mm -hmm. there are lots of roadblocks and they and, and if they get rid of the, you know there are massive costs everything they do there's a cost mm -hmm. everything they do mm -hmm. there's a huge cost right so they have to kind of you know th that's why you try and get as many things done in your first sort mm -hmm. of eighteen mm -hmm. months as possible yes right yes. because you. You, you've got some political capital there, but then after that, it's like everything's a everything's a very, very, very slow grind. Yeah, and they keep I keep hearing people too online. They're saying, "All right, well, you carved out this thing for the filibuster for the debt ceiling, um, so all the centrists who are arguing that you can't do that, you've already that's you've already done it. So you can do it for voting rights. So I don't know. I'm really uh, you know this is obviously the thing that keeps me up at night. This is the thing that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope they can do it, and I hope I, – I think, you know, I, I don't know if public pressure is going to make a difference. I heard last night on Joy Reid, Joe Madison was directly talking to Kirsten Cinema, and, and he was saying, you're not going to have a job. Frankly, I don't think she gives a shit. I don't think she cares yeah. about getting reelected. So, I, you know, there's going to be some kind of a thing they care about, and that's up to – um, you know what Biden it's up to Pelosi it's up to Schumer to figure that out and like you said I don't envy them either because it's they're clearly they're getting money from Republicans and money talks for them that's that's who they're listening to yeah. and so what is the thing that's going to you know it, clearly it's not going to be Soros giving them a million dollars I wish that that could just be as easy as that but it's like there's got to be something that they want right some leverage yeah it's gonna have to be some leverage somewhere you know and, and i wouldn't be opposed to any underhand any underhand strategy no as shit well, bring you know, it <laughs> you know what i mean if you've got if someone's got some compromising photos some somewhere yeah please, just bring it let's get going <laughs> bring it on yeah exactly we we need to we need to turn the the thumb screws you know we, they, they whatever it takes to, to get them on board yeah because um, this is about everything this is about climate this is about our lives this is about everything and it's like I was telling my mom, like, okay, well, I've grown up in this country, like all of us, and how do you go from being, okay, we're flawed, and it's certainly not a fair place, but comparatively, especially to other nations, you know, everybody wants mm. to fucking come here for a reason, and yeah. what's it going to be like? Under an autocratic, yeah. I, I can't even fucking imagine. I, I literally, it's like, I don't think I could do this podcast anymore. I don't, I don't know. So it's like, we got to figure this out. This has to be figured out. <laughs> so I will say this. Joe Biden has been in politics his whole fucking life. So, and Nancy Pelosi, okay. I, I, Schumer's okay. I don't have enough of an opinion about him to be uber confident. But Pelosi and Biden... 
what they what they have together, what they know, what they understand, I think out of all the people, those are the people that could figure it out. So, you know, fingers fucking crossed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, lack of a better yeah, way to no, phrase it, fingers <laughs> crossed. And I'm, you know, you're kind of glad that, particularly Nancy Pelosi, who I think is just a, an absolute monster. She, <laughs> she, she is, she's a beast. Yes, she you is. You know, uh, she really is. You know, and and anybody who hates Nancy Pelosi or thinks she's ineffective doesn't understand politics. No, they don't understand, and, and they're just being ridiculous. Understand politics, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right, she's she, just she's a fucking m- amazing. masterful politician and yeah. masterful politician. Yeah, and she's a Baltimore girl like me and my mom. And it's like funny because my mom always says that to me. She's a Baltimore girl like me, and my dad always likes to bring that up. And yeah, I'm that woman. She, I bow to her. She is just I can't yeah. even get over how awesome she is. So I mean, look, as shrewd as they come, as shrewd, shrewd yes. and 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 and. Sh- Strategic. She's a masterful strategist mm-hmm. and, and yeah. tactician, and so so. Yeah, I mean, she really is. You know, I I, I don't. You know, I'm glad that she's on board. I'm yeah. glad that she's on team team Democrat right now. You know, not retired. You know, she's right. pushing. Was she eighty yet? She's pushing. I think it. so. I think 80. so. I think so. She's at least yeah. She's seventy nine or eighty, and I know she's going to stay on. So um, tough as ever. Yeah, she is, and I mean, I'm glad she's on our side. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. So this is we can we can end the show hoping, <laughs> hoping that 2022 is a really good year. And it's funny because I I mean this is just a personal thing I'm throwing in, but I don't know if this ever happens to you. But every like my whole life there have been uh, numbers that I see all the time, and it was funny because it's like when I was a teenager I think once or twice my boyfriend called me at 12:28. So I would see 1228 all over the fucking place. And then it, it oh, eventually wow. just went away. And then after 9-11, I would see 9-11, usually when I would look at the time. Um, and since I th- 2020, I can't remember what caused me to notice it, but 22 is a number that I see all the time. So I'm like, well, maybe that's, you know, even though I have not necessarily um, – I, I, I never there was never any reason behind it like I couldn't associate mm. a re- why am I always seeing this number I don't know it just stopped but you know it's yeah. like well I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go with well 22 will be a good year that's what I'm hoping for <laughs> so I'm just I'm just grasping at straws but it's just I'll funny to it. me I'll <laughs> yeah it. I'll take Kimberly, it I'll take it <laughs> all right well I just want to say again thank you so much for being on the show I love talking to you and congratulations again on your baby before I let you go tell everybody where to find you um, yeah, firstly, thank you so much, Kimberly. Yeah, real pleasure. And, and, and any time. Um, re- really good fun. Um, but yeah, you can, can find me uh, on Twitter at The Daily Banter. And um, you, can, uh, you can follow The Banter. So we're at thebanter.substack.com, um, where you can read myself, uh, uh, Bob, and, and Justin Rosario as well. So we're publishing there. We've got our own, we do a, a banter podcast as well. Uh, that comes out on Sundays. Okay. Um, so follow us there as well. But go sign up to the newsletter and Facebook. Uh, it's Facebook uh, backslash the Daily Banter. Very well. cool. Now I have put those links in the Patreon description of the show. So anybody listening, if you're listening on, you know, 
Spotify or whatever. Uh, you can just come on over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash startmeup. Get his information, click on it. It's easy to, very easy. Mine is, my uh, Twitter is author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. And my books are on Amazon. And to you and everyone, have a very happy, healthy, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Mm-hmm.